This podcast is taken from the book, Godly Grit, Prepared to Stand, that will be available as a paperback and Kindle ebook on Amazon June the 1st, 2021. The audiobook should be available on Audible in the summer of 2021. How do we improve as people? How do we become the people that God intended us to be? In the world of theology, the term for this process is sanctification. Unfortunately, there is no place for stable stagnation. We are either growing or dying. The path of faith is a lifelong journey. This process of growth and sanctification requires persistence and grit. The goal is to become the people that God intended. The path is narrow and uncrowded. Philippians 1 verse 6 I pray with great faith for you, because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this gracious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. The enemy loves to attack our thoughts and senses. Our salvation and sanctification are a helmet that will protect our minds and thoughts from the enemy's attacks. Ephesians 6 verse 17 Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. Sanctification is one of those vague theological terms that we do not understand very well. Its most fundamental meaning is being in a state of proper functioning. My first car was a yellow 1970 Toyota Corona. On a frigid winter night while in university in Canada, I would have to use a credit card to hold the carburetor's butterfly valve open to get the car to start. It was a painfully cold process that worked most of the time. I have also used a credit card to open my college apartment's locked door and scrape the frost off my frozen windshield. That little credit card was handy, but those accessory uses were nothing compared to what that credit card could do when it performed as intended. A sanctified credit card is a beautiful thing. In the context of spiritual growth, sanctification means to be set apart for the intended use of the designer. In other words, sanctification is the process of becoming more holy. It is becoming more like Christ. Sanctification is not the appearance of a change, but a fundamental transformation. A transformation into the image of Christ. Romans 8 verse 29 For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his Son. This means the Son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. The Bible teaches that at salvation, faith in Christ caused our spirit to become alive and then His Holy Spirit is present in our lives to help transform us into beings that resemble Christ. The question then is, are you more like Christ this year 
than you were last year. What does it mean for you to be more like Christ? God breathed into man his image at creation. Man's image was damaged when Adam and Eve turned their backs on God. Salvation with ongoing sanctification is the opportunity we now have because of the work Christ did on the cross. We can become what God intended us to be, and our restored selves will then demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. If we had any understanding of our potential as God's created beings, we would quickly recognize the need for sanctification. Sanctification is restoration. It is becoming what God intended for each of us. Too quickly we settle for the mundane, when we could be experiencing magnificent. We strive to the point of exhaustion to obtain what God freely offers. Our God-given image was injured when Adam and Eve rebelled against God. We now, through Christ, can regain the restored image. Why is sanctification necessary? Why do we need to change? All you have to do is pause for a moment and look at the world around you. The rates of addiction and suicide are rapidly rising. Trust is declining and love has grown cold. We have never been more affluent, yet we remain in despair. Improving the economy will not solve the main issues facing humanity. We need a spiritual awakening. We need a community of Jesus followers who are courageous enough to be honest and humble enough to put down their pride and wholeheartedly seek the Lord. Our hurting world is in desperate need of the light that only God can give through His people. We can be the people that God intended, people who have an intimate relationship with Him, who have purpose and meaning, who can live without fear with the vitality necessary for a full and meaningful life. We should be living as if God is restoring the image that He gave us. Jesus came from God the Father and sacrificed His life for our salvation and our sanctification. Salvation is only the first step in a lifelong path of growth and spiritual maturity. Be grateful for your salvation and be diligent about your sanctification. The road to holiness is for all who are Jesus' disciples. In Hebrews 12, verse 14, we are encouraged to pursue sanctification. In every relationship, be swift to choose peace over competition and run swiftly towards holiness, for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Do you want to see the Lord? Run with all you have towards holiness. 
do not dance with compromise or rest in complacency. He has promised an abundant life, and He does not neglect His promises. If you feel your faith is weak, then what should you do? Sanctification will strengthen your faith. 1 John 2, verses 3 to 6. Here's how we can be sure that we've truly come to know God, if we keep His commands. If someone claims, I have come to know God by experience, yet doesn't keep God's commands, he is a phony and the truth finds no place in him. But the love of God will be perfected within the one who obeys God's word. We can be sure that we've truly come to live in intimacy with God, not just by saying, I am intimate with God, but by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. If you feel your faith is weak, you are most likely not walking in the footsteps of Jesus. The enemy attacks us through our thoughts. Thoughts of weakness, self-importance, isolation, fear, anguish, and despair are the weapons he uses to interfere with our growth. We need the helmet of salvation. We need to trust the Lord and take those thoughts captive as a part of our sanctified life. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. Take captive, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the Anointed One. You may ask, how will we know if we are on the right path? We should be progressively growing into God's desired likeness. We should be becoming Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.18 We can all draw close to Him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into His very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Do others see Jesus when they see you? Or do they see someone wrapped up in their arrogance? Yes, the transforming work of sanctification will only be complete when Christ returns. But we should expect to see noticeable changes while we are still here on earth. Now, wouldn't it be nice to be thankful for our salvation and then kick up our feet and cruise through life until we enter the golden gates? Scripture teaches that sanctification is not an option. 1 John 1, verses 8 to 10. If we boast that we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and are strangers to the truth. But if we freely admit our sins when His light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ, and He will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we claim that we're not guilty of sin when God uncovers it with His light, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. Sanctification is one of those concepts that is understood best by uncovering what it is not. Sanctification is a process. It does not occur instantaneously at salvation. 
Paul reported in Romans, the battle between our fallen humanity and our regenerated spirit continues after salvation. Romans 7, verses 14 to 25. For we know that the law is divinely inspired and comes from the spiritual realm. But I am a human being made of flesh and trafficked as a slave under sin's authority. I'm a mystery to myself, for I want to do what is right, but end up doing what my moral instincts condemn. If my behavior is not in line with my desire, my conscience still confirms the excellence of the law. And now I realize that it is no longer my true self doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin in my humanity. For I know that nothing good lives within the flesh of my fallen humanity. The longings to do what is right are within me, but the willpower is not enough to accomplish it. My lofty desires to do what is good are dashed when I do the things I want to avoid. So if my behavior contradicts my desires to do good, I must conclude that it's not my true identity doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin hindering me from being who I really am. Through my experience of this principle, I discover that even when I want to do good, evil is ready to sabotage me. Truly, deep within my true identity, I love to do what pleases God. But I discern another power operating in my humanity, waging a war against the moral principles of my conscience and bringing me into captivity as a prisoner to the law of sin, this unwelcome intruder in my humanity. What an agonizing situation I am in. So who has the power to rescue this miserable man from the unwelcome intruder of sin and death? I give all my thanks to God, for His mighty power has finally provided a way out through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. So if left to myself, the flesh is aligned with the law of sin, but now my renewed mind is fixed on and submitted to God's righteous principles. Sanctification is not instantaneous. It is a struggle and takes time. But we have help and promised guidance from the Holy Spirit. Like salvation, sanctification is not something we obtain by our efforts. The same power that saved us also sanctifies us. Ephesians 2 verses 8 to 10. For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believed in Him. Nothing we did could ever earn this salvation, for it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast, for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. We have become His poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny He has given each of us for we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Sanctification is not a fruit of the Spirit, but authentic fruit will only be present in the lives of those who are on the path to holiness. Self-generated fruit may look good, but it is toxic if eaten. Sanctification is not a gift of the Spirit. 
The gifts of teaching, preaching, helping, or praying are gifts God freely gives to serve others. They are to be used to express your sanctification. They do not prove you are sanctified. The gifts are not a badge of honor to be worn as a sign of spiritual superiority. They are to be used by servants. Sanctification is not resilience or grit. Ongoing spiritual growth will produce grit, but being resilient does not mean you are sanctified. God has promised us that He will strengthen us where we need strength. Philippians 4, verse 13. I know what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. We should be living and growing with God-infused strength. Sanctification is not self-control. Evidence of our spiritual growth should be a growing restraint, but self-control by itself is not sanctification. We are encouraged in Scripture to purify ourselves because of God's promises. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1 Beloved ones, with promises like these, and because of our deepest respect and worship of God, we must remove everything from our lives that contaminates body and spirit and continue to complete the development of holiness within us. Our self-control should be out of respect and gratitude for all God has done for us, not out of pressure to feel better about ourselves or as an attempt to gain God's favor. Sanctification is not strict adherence to religious rituals. We are called to true holiness, an authentic change of heart, and not ritualistic appeasement. 1 Peter 1.15 Instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. Yes, if you are on the path of sanctification, you will pray more, worship more, and read God's Word more, but this is not sanctification. Living as if our spiritual growth depends on what we can do, our good intentions, or strict adherence to a specific code, quickly becomes stifling legalism. Sanctification is a work of God's Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 4 So now, every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the Anointed One living His life in us. And we are free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. We should be motivated to grow out of gratitude. 1 John 3, verses 1 to 3. Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that He has lavished on us. He has called us and made us His very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize Him. Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become. But we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like Him, for we will see Him as He truly is, 
and all who focus their hope on him will always be purifying themselves just as Jesus is pure. We are living in the time of God's new covenant, a covenant of grace. To live believing we can perform to gain God's approval is to substitute the law for God's grace. Ephesians 2 verse 10 We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. How does one get sanctified? How can we become the people that God intended? Do we have an active role in our sanctification? Firstly, sanctification is through the body of Christ. If it were not for the cross, there would be no sanctification. Hebrews 10 verse 10. By God's will, we have been purified and made holy once and for all through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus the Messiah. The necessary sacrifice for our salvation and sanctification has been made, and it is not gained by strenuous, sacrificial effort on our part. Our role in this is small but significant. We are to believe, live by faith, and seek Him with our whole being. Through faith in Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit, sanctification is possible. It is as if the road back to the relationship with God is a path where Christ, through His sacrifice, opened the door. The Holy Spirit then guided us to the door and now directs us on the way. Galatians 5 verse 16 As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Living in a dark, godless world, the Holy Spirit is the light on our path and the breath in our lungs. Is the Holy Spirit guiding you? Are you becoming more like Jesus? What motivates you? Romans 8 verses 5 and 6. But those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. Are you struggling? Are you trying hard under your strength to become Christ-like? Do you realize your efforts will never be good enough? Romans 8, verses 8 to 10. For no matter how hard we try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. Now Christ lives His life in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, His life-giving Spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. One of the Holy Spirit's tools in guiding our sanctification is the inspired Word of God. John 16, verse 13. 
But when the truth-giving Spirit comes, He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak His own message, but only what He hears from the Father, and He will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. 2 Timothy 3.15 Remember what you were taught from childhood, from the Holy Scrolls, which can impart to you wisdom to experience everlasting life through the faith of Jesus, the Anointed One. God's Word was inspired by the Holy Spirit and is alive and applicable today. Ephesians 5, verse 26, to make us holy and pure, cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the Word of God. As we live in a fallen world, we pick up dirt throughout the day. We need regular washing of the Word of God. When I was a younger man, I wrongfully thought that I knew enough of God's Word to last a lifetime. After all, I learned a lot of scripture on a Bible quiz team while in high school, and I had attended three years of seminary. Little did I realize that knowledge of the Word and being washed by the Word are two different things. If you are on the sanctification path, you will crave the daily washing and refreshing that is only available in God's Word. We need God's Word to help the scales of self-centeredness fall from our eyes so we can see more clearly. Hebrews 4 verse 12 For the Word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of the person, and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. We need to pause and take time to consider, while meditating on God's Word, what it means to have the mind of Christ. Philippians 2, verse 5. And consider the example that Jesus, the Anointed One, has set before us. Let His mindset become your motivation. What is your mindset? Is your motivation self-promotion and affirmation? Is your motivation the mindset of Christ? The process of sanctification is an act of faith. Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be His sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Faith is necessary for sanctification because it is a work of the Spirit that produces growth. God is kind and gentle. He will not force you to grow, but He is there to facilitate your growth if you want it bad enough. Do you want to grow? Do you see the need for the Holy Spirit to be working in your life? Are you complacent about where you are right now? How does your life measure up 
to the fruit of the Spirit listed in Galatians 5, verse 22. Are you painfully aware of where you need God's help to become what He intended? If you were to x-ray the bones of a child, you'd find something that looks very unusual. In a growing child, there are clear lines visible on the x-ray. These lines are called an epiphysis or a growth plate. The cells in these growth plates are different than the cells that make up the rest of the bone. These cells divide and multiply, with the result being a lengthening of a bone. The rest of the bone cells provide a healthy skeletal structure so the child can learn to walk, run, and perform other physical functions. Just like the growing, immature bones of a child, our spiritual growth also has growth plates. If you want to see where God is working in your life, you should be aware of your spiritual growth plates. For example, meditate on the fruit of the Spirit and you will find many of these spiritual growth plates. When we look for evidence of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we should see areas of significant growth and change, but we'll also see places where we lack. Where we recognize the need for more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is where the Spirit is ready and able to work. Do you see the limit to your ability to love? Do you see where you need to love others more to become more fully the person God intended you to be? If you see the need for improvement at this point and just try harder, you will fail. At this point in our spiritual growth plates, we need to cry out to God for help. We are dependent on Him for the changes that are desperately needed. With faith, He will change you. Hebrews 11 verse 6 But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please Him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that He rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek Him. Take time to consider each fruit of the Spirit, be honest, ask for God's help, and grow. Spiritual growth is a process that at times is both messy and painful. Keep pressing in. Never give up or become complacent. Remain thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. Let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Are you in His will? Are you thankful? Are you growing or dying? How is the fruit of the Spirit demonstrated in your life? Sanctification is a component of your storehouse that you'll want to be adding to daily.